Hello, everybody, and welcome back to From the Fourth Line, a hockey podcast brought to you by me, Emma. And of course, I'm joined, as always, by Marcy. Hello. Yes. So we have, we really appreciate all of the support and likes and retweets that the first episode got, all the plays and everything. It was so much fun for us to record that, and we can't wait to do so many more with you guys so um yeah we can we can jump right into it I was ready to put the loose on the back burner with this episode and then Thursday when no there's no hockey games today because of American Thanksgiving of -hmm. course we get kind of a something that was a possible we knew was possibility in Sweden but kind of was a little bit of a news bomb I guess, with Klingberg being placed yeah. on LTIR. That was an interesting Like, it was expected because I don't think he's doing very well at the moment. Um, get the tweet out. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't think a, like a transatlantic flight did him any favors to Sweden. No, he did make a trip to Sweden, not. but I just, it's worse than anyone was ever thinking so, so they yeah Leafs PR announced that Klingberg was in place on LTIR with a hip injury um it's unsure whether he's going to require surgery or if it's just going to be a long rehab assignment um he won't be available until mid-December December 12th I think is the date where he can be reactivated um so for all of you who have been hating him on the blue line there's some good news but of course it sucks to see a guy hurt um and then Leafs in the same tweet uh announced that Alex Steves uh who is a forward has been called up from the Marlies and I have his stats he's actually been playing really well for the Marlies right now he's on mm-hmm. over a point per game pace with in 14 games 11 goals and seven assists so that's 18 points that's over a point per game he's been doing really well for the Marlies despite the fact that it from what I've seen, they haven't had the greatest of starts to their season. But yeah, I know I've been. I feel like, like you've been following them more than I have, Marcy. So. Yeah, I have the um, Marley's notice on, um, which is always fun. Like if there's a Leafs game on and the Marley's are playing, it is an experience because it's just like we're either all losing or all winning. But yeah, he's been on fire so far. He's had a really good start to the season and. I'm really happy that he's he's playing with us now. He's back. He's another one of my little. He's just my little guy. Yeah. So prior, little guy. Um, it is unsure what the Leafs are gonna do with Steve's. They haven't said anything as of yet on if Keith is gonna play him. They're gonna if he's gonna come along to the road trip or if it's just more of a paper transaction. Hopefully he mm. sees some game time. He does have six games over two seasons already with the Leafs. Uh, but only one point um, over that over those games. Uh, some more injury news as well. I know we talked about Timmins last episode, but he is expected and will be reactivated from LTIR for Friday's game against Chicago, and will be replacing Benoit on the third line, like third D pair. Um, so that's good. It's good to see him back. It will be his season debut because, of course, if you guys remember, he got hurt in the preseason. He never made the the starting lineup for opening day. Um, so it's good to see him back. Uh, we'll see, you know, kind of how that changes the least defense. I 
hope it's good. Yeah. So, I'm, you know, I'm hoping he brings kind we'll of like see. what we need back because, like, it's, it's something new and like just the energy because that day is miserable most of the time anyway but especially at the moment it's not oh, yeah. so I'm hoping like Tim is coming back yeah, and then yeah bring back what we need yeah I hope I hope so too um and of course one more piece of injury news because <laughs> one is the Leafs can never do anything in singularity it also has to, it has to be all at once or nothing at all uh, Yarn Croak uh, at the end of yesterday's practice uh, blocked a shot and apparently and was hurt apparently and uh, he was absent from today's practice because of it. Sheldon Keefe did say post practice in the press conference that uh, he went for imaging and it all came back clear, so it probably is just a nasty bruise. But he mm-hmm. will be a game time decision for Friday. Um, in the result that he doesn't play Friday, that'll move, based on the lines we saw in practice today, it'll move Robertson up to the second line on that right side, and he will. Robertson will also get a shot at power, the second power play unit if that happens, and then that also moves Gregor up to, um, that moves Gregor up to the third line, and then that brings Reeves back into the lineup, which is something we don't really want. No. Um, but we will see, you know, Bobby <laughs> it's something we don't want but Bobby McMahon was sent back down to the Marlies but there's rumors that that's just a paper transaction but with, Ale- with Alex Steves being bring- brought back up we'll see how that works does Alex Steves go-, Steves go to the left side does like Wolf I feel like we'll find out a little bit more on what the bottom half of the lineup will look like closer to Friday's mm-hmm. game time which yeah. by the way for those of you who do not know it's at 2pm so unfortunate for all of our Canadian people who work nine to five jobs, you will miss tomorrow's game. But uh, if you are like us students or you are American and you have a job, enjoy an afternoon Leafs game. I do love the afternoon Leafs games. I will say as a student who does not have to work full-time hours and does not have to worry about, you know, having something to do, it is really Mm -hmm. nice watching an afternoon Leafs game because it leaves my Friday night free. Yeah, uh, me... but yeah, so it leaves until look ahead for the Leafs and their upcoming schedule. Yeah, mine's also not great. Um, but yeah, so let's take a look ahead onto the Leafs' upcoming schedule. They play a back-to-back on the road versus Chicago and Pittsburgh Friday and Saturday. Um, fr- so Friday's game is at 2 p.m., like I said. Saturday is at 7. Uh, notable thing about Chicago, though, they've had some news as well, and I think we'll just throw it in here while we're talking mm-hmm. about them. They will be without Taylor Hall now for the rest of the season, as he's expected to miss the rest of this season due to knee surgery. He's been out since November 9th uh, after he uh, got injured during a game. Um, and then also, this is kind of a big question mark as well with Chicago, is that Corey Perry was scratched last night and was not at practice today due to quote-unquote organizational decision. It's unsure whether that's something more that's more in the Tyler Seguin missed team breakfast, got scratched mm-hmm. for a game. It will, well, he'll get traded to Dallas, who knows? <laughs> um, <laughs> or if it's something to do with an upcoming trade. We'll see. There's if if Corey Perry ends up an Edmonton Oiler, 
We all know what happened then. We'll all know why he wasn't, what, what happened there, what happened with that one. Um, and then also with Pittsburgh, there's a couple of storylines to keep your mind, uh, eye out. Al- uh, Alexander Nylander, who is William Nylander's brother, uh, was called up from the Wilkes-Barre uh, Scranton Penguins. Back! <laughs> um, he uh, played in, uh, he played last night with the Penguins, and he's expected to stay up in the lineup while the Penguins battle some injuries. Uh, he was on the second line last night against the Rangers, which is great. Good for you. Way to go, yeah, Alex. Killing it. <laughs> Very proud of it. Oh, absolutely. So it will be a brother matchup on Saturday, a little family Ooh. reunion. Speak of the Nylanders. <laughs> Look at this segue that I'm going. It'll also be the first game versus the Leafs for Kyle Duba, an entire career in the front oh, office. Cool. He has never played against. He's never had a game against a Leafs organization, whether it be at the Marlies level or whether it be at the NHL level, because he's worked with the Leafs and within MLSE and the Marlies for his entire career uh, after uh, his time with the Greyhounds. So we will get to see the nerd and his glasses back in the press oh, box for a Leafs game. Sometimes oh, I miss no. him. I miss him and um, and now it's in Pittsburgh. It's not at home. So it's not quite the homecoming for Kyle Dubas, but it is a little bit of a matchup. And we'll see who comes out on top. Penguins have been struggling as of late, but mm-hmm. who knows? So who knows? I just had a bunch of shit fall off my desk. Oh my <laughs> God. Uh, who knows? Um, but <laughs> so that's. That's all uh, on the Leafs front, I feel like. That's a quick rundown of everything that's going on in Leafs land. I thought it was going to be way shorter this morning when I was starting my notes for this episode. Yeah, I was starting to think it's going to be a quiet one. Turns out there's more. There's never a quiet day in Leafs land. Busy Thursday. I guess when there's no hockey games, you've got to do something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, never quite day. Um, do we want to go over to the Canucks then? Let's talk Vancouver. Let's yeah. go across the country and check out the West Coast. They have been. They have the uh the Canucks. They've been the I think probably the biggest shock this season. Mm, definitely. Uh, besides, of course, the Edmonton Oilers having the start that they have been, but I think people could see that coming with what they're, with what they've got going on between the pipes and on the blue line, mm. but the Vancouver Canucks and their stellar performance and through the first 20 games has been Absolutely. pretty good. I mean, they did lose last night to the Colorado avalanche, but and... you know, it's been, it's been good on all fronts. <laughs> we just ignore that. Um, so yeah, uh, fun little stat that I like to throw out. Yeah. Fun little stat we got going on here. Um, Quinn Hughes is the first player to hit 30 points as a defenseman league wide since Bobby Orr did it in 1974, 75. He's just, see, everyone bangs on about Jack Hughes. 
where is like Quinn is having an absolutely unreal season and I don't know where it's come from but I'm really glad that everyone is now realizing well, like I well, mean and you he's always been really good yeah that and then this has just been like <sighs> oh absolutely well yeah I think a lot of people tend to look at him as potentially like the 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 Hughes brother with the lowest ceiling only because of where he was picked in the draft. He's the lowest yeah. drafted Hughes brother. <laughs> the way we get to refer to them is so fun. The fact that we have three brothers and we get to, they're all first round picks, all top 10 picks. Yes. Um, but yeah, he was the lowest drafted Hughes brother. But also just to, sh- just to show like how good of an offensive season Quinn Hughes is having. Um, defensively as well, he's also been really great, but mm. he's already matched his career high goals with eight and we're 20 games into the season. That's unreal. That's crazy. Um, of course, obviously, the question is, will they regress? Will they fall off? Will they, you know, start losing more games? Who knows? I think they could keep... I think they could... I feel like maybe we'll see some regression, just as injury, as the potential for injuries increases. Yeah. And as they just play more games, there's a bigger sample size to look at. But I do think that they have the potential to make the playoffs this year. What's the Canuck That's my bold prediction that I'm putting in in end of November. Oh, absolutely. I, um, if I'm wrong by April, someone's going to come back and clip me saying that, but I will <laughs> own it because I do think that they're going to make the playoffs in a very, com- in a very competitive Pacific division. Mm. The Pacific is very, very competitive. Um, more so than I think we were used to with the Pacific. Of course, there's mm-hmm. teams that are dwelling at the bottom. For the most part, though, we do, like, at the top, it's steep up there. And so I think, you know, it'll be fun to watch for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as well, Brock Besser, is, he had his little hat, he had his hat trick. I was over the moon for him because he is another one of my little guys. And He's had a really good start to the season as well. He's on 13 goals, 9 assists. That's 22 points so far. He's killing it. He's having a great time. And, yeah, I hope he, like, carries on at this pace because everyone was shitting on him last season. And I was not happy about it because it's like, give, give the guy a break. He's had a tough, he's had a tough few years. Let him live. Yeah, I will say, like, Brock Besser definitely had a tough, like, on the per- off ice. Uh, he mm-hmm. had a tough couple of years, I know. So definitely, you know, of course, obviously his on ice um, performance is going to be affected. Like, you, a lot, of, a lot of times we think, well, these players should just be able to focus on what's going on. But I think yeah. everyone can relate to having a rough couple, having a rough time at work if you've got shit going on at home. So, yeah just something to think about for sure like i think it's great i think that entire like that entire team just to like give a perspective on how good the offensive production has been from all aspects of the lineup because it seems like you know no matter where you are in the lineup you're doing you're performing really well right now mm-hmm. um there has been mo- all of the players with 10 10- games played so far this season so if they played half the game so far this season have at least one goal except for ian cole 
everyone else has scored at least a goal so far this season who have played more than 10 games. Which is just insane because I am also guilty of this, but everyone takes the piss out of the Canucks because they are just a bit shit. But this year, we can't, we can't even just like jokingly <laughs> take the piss out oh. of them because they are, they're doing weirdly well. It's like not normal. So I'm like, I'm hoping this is like their year where they absolutely just fucking just smash it. Yeah, it'd be nice to see them in the playoffs, um, for sure. Like, you know, I'm guilty of it myself. I grew up in Toronto. There is some sort of, there is a bit of a rivalry between uh, Leafs and Canucks fans out there, uh, for sure. Like, which is surprising considering considering they're across the country from each other. Mm. But for sure, I remember when I was out in BC for a couple of family vacations and stuff, there'd be the Canucks game on and, you know, you'd walk in, they ask you where you're from at the bar or whatever, and you'd say Toronto. And they're like, oh, you know, do that. Like, oh, you're a Leafs fan the, oh. sort of thing. And they're like, Canucks are better. <laughs> now back, the, now back then, it was, the, it's the, oh, you know, but back then it was when the Leafs were bad. I So I will live. <laughs> like it was when the Leafs were bad and the Canucks had the Sedines and they were like firing on those you know Luongo was cap you know Canucks are great yeah. they're a fun team to watch I am partial to them I find I am a little bit partial to them as my West Coast team I don't get to catch a lot of West Coast games just because 10 30 at night is very late for me to watch a game yeah. um but yeah I I I think what we can decide from this is that we love the Canucks and we really want them to do well this season. Literally, because it's always it's hard for me to watch Canucks games because they don't stand till three a.m. for me. Um, which I don't care how much I love them. I'm like I will not do that to myself. Like <laughs> I'm not staying up till nearly six o'clock in the morning to watch the Canucks. Like I, I wouldn't even do it for the Leafs. I have done it for the Leafs in the past, but if it was every single oh. night. No, Those West Coast road trips, I think, just affect everyone. Players, fans, Marcy in the UK. <laughs> like, no, like, I fully, I know that. Like, the West Coast, yeah, like not a fan of games. Leafs West Coast road trips. But when it gets to, like, 3 a.m. games for the Leafs, I'm going to go to bed early and just set an alarm and just wake up at 3 a.m., watch the game, and then just go to my lectures. Like, because I'd rather do that than stay up till six oh, yeah. and I was sleep and then go to my lecture so it's gonna be a rough one well we're not the only ones who seem to be yeah we're not the only ones who seem to be uh Canucks fans as well as Prince Harry and Meghan Markle were <laughs> spotted at the Canucks and Sharks game a couple days ago Prince Harry oh. uh so they were in Vancouver obviously if you follow the Royals to any degree you know that they spent some time living in BC uh, after they got married and once they had and have started to raise their children there. I think they live in LA most of the time, but the Invictus Games are in Vancouver um, this year. And so Prince Harry was there to do the puck, the ceremonial puck drop at the game. So we had an interaction between Prince Harry and Prince Hughes. I think, you know, I was waiting to throw that in there. I so badly wanted to say that on the show. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you you've been like yeah. So it was so it was so funny though because you see the clips of them. Oh, I have been. I've been sitting. (laughs) This has been that has been decided as of episode 
the title for this episode since about yesterday afternoon. Yep. I was like, this is what we're calling it. We have no other choice. Me, like, we're calling no it matter Prince what else we talk about, what happens. it's going to be called. <laughs> I was like, Leafs can trade for Connor McDavid and we'll still call the episode <laughs> Prince Hughes. <laughs> got our priorities in check <laughs> um absolutely it was really funny actually seeing their reactions to the games and stuff like that because there was a goalie interference call which <laughs> no one understands goalie interference it is one of those calls that's decided purely on vibes and it was so funny to watch you know to like members of the british royal family um try to <laughs> understand goalie interference now megan markle has gone to hockey games before yeah absolutely megan markle has gone to hockey games before i think she went to a next game back in 2015 i saw someone post a picture of it on twitter but i was like has, does does prince harry know how hockey like i want to know if he knows the like the interest like i'm sure he knows the general rules of hockey but i want to know if he knows like all of the penalties and everything because like when i go maybe this is just because i'm a huge fan of hockey like i have a podcast and stuff but like when i go to the games i can i am so annoying to go to games with because if there is a penalty and i see the hand sign i can tell you what the penalty is before the ref (laughs) announces it so (laughs) i i like i wonder if he knows what goalie interference is i mean no one does but like i want prince harry to try and explain icing to me Oh my god, that would be so funny. Like, so, you just go, see, no, you walk up to him and you do like what guys yeah. do to us. It's like, oh, so you like hockey? Explain icing to me then. Go on, Hannah. Go on, Harry. <laughs> Fucking grilling like Prince Harry on. Yeah, like, y- you like, you like the Leafs? You like the Leafs? Name three Leafs ever. List the entire 1952 roster. <laughs> Name three Leafs. If you like the Leafs, name the entire 1952 Leafs roster, including <laughs> captaincy and head coach. And he just sits and absolutely shits himself. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, I feel like, anyway, love. <laughs> I will never forget, though, the time that the Invictus games were in Toronto and um, my dad worked at the time uh, at the golf course that they were that they had the golf events at and prince harry was there i i assume he's a golf uh, makes sense and he was there and my mom was driving through to the back shop so she was driving through the course in her like minivan to go pick something up from my dad's office for him and he was she was in the car with my sister and you know they're coming up and you have to stop behind a t-block to continue driving on while someone's teeing mm-hmm. off and harry just turns around sees my mother my mom's dodge grand caravan that had pop down tv screens and waves at her and my they're, they're not big royalists like we're not we're we have the oh same sort God. of relationship that most canadians have with the royal family which is like cool you exist and you're on our money and my i think my mom was like wow like she was a little starstruck she was like oh my god it's prince harry because yeah. he was the hot one. <laughs> oh, uh, it was absolutely he was the, the hot, hot brother like, but <laughs> like they were both i mean they're both like very just average mid like british white man sort Red. of vibes <laughs> but like i'd rather have one with hair so I mean, they're both gonna both. Oh, absolutely! Terribly. I as much as I love Jason, 
Oh, as much as I love Jason Spezza, I'm sorry, but he has, like, the Prince William hairline. (laughs) (laughs) Prince William hairline. Apologies to Jason (laughs) We said out of love. (laughs) Apologies to Jason Spezza. But, but yeah, so, um, to all of you, uh, to all the balding, all the balding hockey players out there, let Jason Spezza serve as a warning. Please. Hey, Austin Austin Matthews, I'm talking to you, buddy. Cause I was going to say, when are we going to drop Austin? It's not me? great some days. <laughs> yeah, drop. <laughs> okay. Um, now, we're just zigzagging all over the, all over uh, North America because we've talked about the Canucks. Now let's talk about Buffalo. Yes. I feel like we should talk about their goaltending situation. They lost oh, last yeah. night. To, I don't have much notes on this because I know you're going to carry the conversation because you've been watching more than I have. Mm. Um, but they did lose last night to the Cap- Capitals. They lost last night, right? Make sure I got this right. Yeah, I watched part three. of that game. Uh, Dylan Strom won it. Which was... There we go. Yeah. There we go. I was like, I knew he did. I knew he did. <laughs> he looked so happy. Okay, so I've never seen him Not smile that much. sidetracked. But, like... <laughs> he's I love uh, I'm so happy that he's finding his place in Washington. Um oh, yeah. he is not a bust. He's not a draft bust. He's just yeah. a late bloomer. Player he's a, he's development. He's just a baby girl. All right. I just said that. Absolutely. Not to switch topics though. Not to switch topics. Uh let's talk about Buffalo uh and their goaltending. You can take mm. the lead on this for sure. Go ahead, Marcy. So I I, I want to know what's happening behind the scenes in Buffalo because the, all the wrong decisions are being made. Like they're very much pushing for Devin Levi to be to like start as many games as possible. Like it's just he's clearly not ready for it. Like he's and he's lost five. That's not what you want from your starting goaltender at all and it's like the it's like you need just send him down give him time to develop because it you can't just take a goalie out of college and just throw him into the nhl because that's when people get injured and they just get shit it crushes the confidence and they don't get the development that they need to like understand the game better like he's like even last season he played seven games with Buffalo. He uh, he he did better. He won five, lost two. But even then, it's like it's a very small sample. It's seven games. That's not a lot. Like if he'd played more, like those five games could have been the only five good games. And it's like I don't understand why. They're constantly starting him and pushing for him to like play all the time. When you've got Lukanen, who is he's he's been the best goalie for the Sabres this year. He's played now. Um, I, I forgot. Uh, not updated that. Um, yeah, that he's played nine. He's won four. I've got the stats from a few days ago, so it's not completely up to date. But he's got a 9-11 save percentage, which is 
a lot higher because you've got Comrie, he's below nine. Levi's f- even further below him. It's like you've got a very clear starting goalie in Lukanen, and he's better built for it because he's started, he's played last year, he's played in the AHL, he's had his time to develop. And he's had his NHL experience that shows what I mean. He knows exactly what's happening with it. And it, it's he's got to that level where he's he needs to move up from the NHL. He needs to come in to the NHL. He needs the time and no one's playing him. Like, because not only that's going to fuck him up, like, development-wise, because if he's not getting the playing time, he's just sitting there. And he's doing absolutely nothing. And that's going to like be really hard on him mentally as well. If you know that you're the better goalie and you're still not start, you're still not playing, you're not starting. It's why? It really annoys me because I'm like, he is. He's. To not have a miserable season. And they're just completely fucking it up. And it's like, I see a lot of people on Twitter are talking about like, well, why, what are you going to send Levi down just because he's had some bad games? And it's like, that's not a punishment. It means that he's not ready and he needs the time to develop. And it's like, it's, it's risky to like, even start just like your skaters, just like take them straight from college to the NHL. That's a risk because it's a huge jump but then if you're doing that with your goalies as well like you are saying it's not fair on them because they'll be like oh cool I get to go straight to the NHL that's that's great for me like look at me go but it's like you're not gonna develop in the way you need you're not gonna learn the like the differences in the game like you need to and it really annoys me, and it's something that has really been pissing me off recently because you can just see how unfair it is on Levi and Lukanen because you're not doing the right thing for either of them. That was my little my little girl tending rant because and that's your little dance. <laughs> That yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Like for sure. Like having having a goalie go from like having a I guess we see it more so with players coming up from the NCAA than we do see, but like having a goalie come from essentially juniors. Mm. NCAA is essentially junior hockey. I know people are gonna be like, oh, but the levels are a little bit different now, blah 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 blah. But like in terms of what we're talking about age-wise and the number of time like it's about the same. And I think, right, but having a goalie come up from essentially juniors to starting in the NHL is a huge jump. And we don't see it very often. There's a reason we don't see it very often is because the player development is important and goalie development is important. I mean, I want to say we saw it a little bit with Marc-Andre Fleury, but also that was like 20 years ago. And the game is different and player development is different. And we understand what players need way more and also that's Mark andre Fleury like he's won he's yeah, won Stanley Cups you, with the you have your exceptions for everything. a fantastic goaltender 
Eh. Exactly. And that's what we talked about last week is you have your exceptions for everything. Um, for sure. And I just, I think like it's, it's unfair to Devin Levi to keep him up in the AHL. I did. Now this is probably so conspiracy theorist type thing, but I did see a tweet that was like, maybe there's something in his contract. That's like saying, Oh, we can't send yeah, him. That says it was like, he can't get set down to the AHL, which I think I'm like, what, you know, cause this is his entry level contract. So it's like what 18 year old kid, what 18, how good does a goalie have to be at 18 mm-hmm. to be able to get that clause written into his contract? Right? Like, yeah. how much, who's, who is his agent? And I want their to go, like, <laughs> oh, absolutely. I'm like, what? Because I'm like, I'm pretty sure, like, even like Sidney Crosby and Connor Bedard don't have that written into their contract. Right? Mm-hmm. That's such a, that's such a weird thing that I'm like, that's not true. I think it's just mismanagement coming from the Sabres front office um, because, you know, I, I do see it and you see it like it's just rush development. Levi's only 22. He's got a long career ahead of him. I feel like if he's developed properly and the Sabres goaltending is young in general. I mean, Luke is only 24. Conrad's older. Conrad's older at 28. But even then, like, the fact that you're like, oh, yes, our veteran goalie is a 28-year-old. In goalie years, that's, like, incredible. That's so young, right? Like, you have to think about it this way. Joseph Wool is considered young, and he's the same age as Austin Matthews. And they're talked about in two very different ways. Mm. So... (laughs) I I mean, I agree with you totally. Uh, Just to throw some stats out, uh, more stat in there. Uh, Buffalo is 19th in goals against with 57. That's more than their goals, uh, not goals allowed. That's their goals allowed. Sorry, not their goals against. That's their goals allowed with 57. They're 19th in the league with that. And then that's more than their goals for, which is out of 51. So it's not like they haven't been scoring, right? Like, Jet, you think about obviously they're running into some issues now with their goal scoring with um, Tage Thompson now being out with a wrist injury for a considerable amount of time. That has now led Buffalo into the Patrick Kane rumors, which I don't even want to go there this episode because I feel like it's just a whole bunch of horseshit about which teams. Every day it seems to be a new three teams who are involved with discussions with Patrick Kane. I was like, is the whole fucking East Coast of the league talking to him? Yes. No. (laughs) So I think it's... Grasping at straws, there's rumors that are getting obviously like it could be just his agent, you know, trying to, you know, stimulate conversation around him to make it seem like there's more teams actually like interested in him than Mm -hmm. there actually is. But I do think like, you know, it's it's something to keep an eye on if you know you're allowing more goals than you score, it's an issue. Mm -hmm. That's that's not something went. It means you're probably losing games. Yeah. Uh, I just have a little bit of person who scored his first goal last night. And it was it was an insane goal. And I'm just oh I'm so happy for him. I love oh when God. I saw the replay of that. It was an absolute stunner. It was beautiful. It was, it was the beauty of a goal. Like, I watched and it. What more could you want for your first NHL goal is an absolute, like, 
literally because that's going to be like a goal that gets brought up again Um, and again and again and it's going to be like one of those this was a really cool oh absolutely and it's like that's good and the thing is it's like i've seen absolutely like like he's played yeah how many games he's he's already on five points which for nine games he's played Five, already at five points, yeah. And he hasn't played nine like, games. And yeah, he was, nine. do you have his mission? I don't have that off the top of my head. Uh, no, I've got it. Like, it was just written in my notes. Um, oh, it was written in your notes. Okay. But yeah, he's on nine games and he's already on five points. And it's like, for someone who was literally just drafted, like, that's really good. And I've seen people on Twitter being like, send him down to send him back down to juniors and i'm like no don't do that because everyone would you do that literally because everyone's like oh it'll help him like if he becomes like if he dominates and he scores loads that'll be really good for his like confidence and i'm like if he's already attempting goals like the one he scored last night he does not need any more of a confidence boost he's already killing it like it's not like his development, his conf- confidence development is not a pressing issue. It's not something we have to worry about because we know, like, from what we've seen already, we know he's going to do really well. And it's like, I won't be funny, but if you have the balls to go, oh, it's my first season and I'm going to, I've not scored yet and I'm just going to try this. If you've got the balls to do that in a game, like, you're gonna do really well and it's like yeah and for for those who are wondering just because i did google up his draft information he was selected 13th overall in this year's draft so this kid is 18 he's an 05 18 year old kid oh God, 05. from langley bc um we'll kind of kind of hope we see him at world juniors this year for team canada um yes. i think we will try and do some sort of preview for world juniors just because i have a large amount of national pride when it comes to sporting events so <laughs> <laughs> i want to just pump up team canada and talk about easton cohen and fraser minton a little bit as they're oh, predict yeah. projected there was an uh, there was a projected lineup from a couple of writers from the athletic that came out this week um that project that projected both of those guys to be on the world juniors lineup for team canada and i want to see them in sweden because that's where it is i looked it up (laughs) (laughs) oh no i it'd be so good to see them oh absolutely absolutely um well do we want to talk pwhl then and then finish it off with adam johnson i think yeah all righty Okay, so we're PWHL. Obviously, as we know, last week, I think it was already, um, the jerseys were released uh, or announced mm. or showcased. Training camps have started this week. So the league is slated to start in January with six teams located in Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal, New York, Minnesota, and Boston. Now, the New York team is playing in Connecticut. Not Boston. <laughs> not, not New York. Um, I think it's also like... You know, and we you see the you see the jerseys. They don't look exciting. No, they like I thought. My... I'm not gonna lie. When I first saw them, I did kind of think like, oh, it's just like like team announcements. Not even like the jerseys. I was like, oh, cool. Like 
they've got little, yeah these are where we play these are our teams like but it's like some... no that's the actual jerseys yeah no for sure like i thought it was going to be something related to be like because we knew training camp camp was going to start soon mm-hmm. when the jerseys were announced so i thought it was gonna be like oh look these are our like you know training camp starting here's our practice jerseys or something yeah. like because they look like practice jerseys like my high school hockey jerseys look the exact same are formatted the exact same with mm-hmm. just the school name and diagonal lettering across the front and the school colors of course obviously all the teams have different colors i would love to know the reasoning behind some of these like some of the colors make sense toronto yeah. the blue makes sense you've got the leaf it's a it's a very toronto you know argos are blue leafs are blue blue jays are blue you have some red teams with uh, T- um, TFC and the Raptors, but for the most part, blue is the city's color. Mm-hmm. It's also the color of the city flag for Toronto. Fun fact. <laughs> um, <laughs> then Ottawa makes sense with the red. All of Ottawa sports teams are red, literally all of them. <laughs> um, so it makes sense. They're also playing uh, in TD, TD Place, which is where the 67s play, which is uh, the uh, the... AHL, the, the AHL team. There we go. The junior team, AHL team, not AHL. Um, why is the league acronym? Why am I junior? Juniors. Oh my god, this is me forgetting league acronyms. It's not AHL. <laughs> this is anyway. This is. I'm gonna cut this all out. I get to choose all the editing for this episode, so I get to cut out all the embarrassing parts where I forget the league acronyms, such as um what league the ohl there we go go. you totally knew that and we're just gonna watch me flounder i was no i was just i was i was like running through like all the ones i can remember and i was like not the the w not the q not not echl like yeah um at the ohl not age i was like no ahl is the belleville senators um not even in ottawa um the owhl um, and all of the branding in there is red, so it makes sense. Uh, mm. Montreal is actually, I think, probably my favorite. It's this like maroon, yeah, it's, tan color, which is fun. I love that. I was like, mm, if I didn't live in Ottawa, I would be a Montreal fan, I feel like. Or maybe a Toronto fan as well. But I, I never thought uh, I'd hear those words come out your mouth. I know, eh? <laughs> Shocker. Shocker. I know. I, I have, if you, yeah, no, I'm not a Habs fan. I appreciate the Habs. Um, I did have to live with my dad, who is a Habs fan, through the 2021 playoffs. That was not fun. That was, oh, it, yeah. <laughs> he would watch every single game and laugh in my face. Um, yeah. He's a Habs fan who grew up in Toronto because in the 70s, the Habs were good and the Leafs were bad. And that's his explanation mm-hmm. for why. But yeah, Montreal, New York is a fun teal color, which again, I don't, that one doesn't make sense to me. I, I don't no, get where that color came from. Um, I've sh- I'm sure we'll find like, it'll fit into the branding somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, Minnesota is purple. Again, another one I'm slightly confused. I guess maybe Minnesota Vikings, you can reason that, oh, purple. Um, and then Boston is dark green, which I love the green. Again, still will not be a fan of any Boston sports team. I have standards. I also, it has not been long enough for me to forget 2013 and 2016 and 2017 and 2019. I won't forget. Um, but yeah, and I, there's, yeah, so none of the, none of those teams though have logos, 
have names. No. Um, so Ian Kennedy, who is from the Hockey News, has actually been putting out a lot of articles and tweets mm. regarding the PWHL. So I definitely recommend go giving him a follow on Twitter if you want to try and follow along with the league. He's been really good in providing that information and even just starting conversation. So that's where a lot of this information has come from. He's been really, really helpful. <laughs> um, not from him directly, but his Twitter has been. Um, there's a lack of communication with the media. Like the, the, the Writers Association, the Hockey Writers Association, has not received any information regarding how to get um, media credentials, how to get rosters, how to get player information, anything mm-hmm. like that. Like they've been really tight-lipped about it. I think the league isn't sharing a lot. They're not sharing salaries which I, you know, is a tra- some a transparency that we take for granted with the NHL, with everything being yeah. so transparent about how much players are getting paid. Mm. But, and I know, like, they want to do it so that there's not a comparison to the NHL, but I do think it'll be informative for fans to know how much players are getting paid because it allows you to add, like, give a value to players. Mm. Right? Definitely, like, it allows yeah. you to be like, oh, this player you know, makes sense on like, you know, so you're not looking and you're like, Oh, how, like, are they all getting paid the same amount? Are they all getting paid different amounts? Mm -hmm. That sort of thing. Uh, They are giving us term information though, for all of the signings. They are now telling us how many years these players are been signing. There's a max of a three-year contract as of right now. Not all players are signing three-year contracts. Some are signed to one, some are signed to two. So maybe next year we'll see a little bit more movement between players going between teams. That'll be interesting. Well, we don't know how trades are going to work. We don't know how a draft is like a, a entry draft is going to not. Well, yeah, an entry draft is going to work similar to the NHL. You know, we did have the draft this year for all of the teams to build their rosters, mm-hmm. but we don't know what is going to happen for incoming players who want to go pro, how that draft will work, how many rounds it'll be, where it'll be, you know, that sort of thing. It's been a bit of a rushed league it was only announced on june 30th i have the date that was the date that it was announced that this league would be happening and they've and then in that announcement they confirmed that games are going to get played this year in january of 2024 yeah and which with you rushed you, like, yeah very rushed i mean if they had everything set and decided behind the scenes before making the announcement mm. maybe you know the fact that it's six months between announcement and first puck drop it'll be a little bit like it will feel a little bit less rushed but there's there's a lack of information on who's going to be broadcasting the games where can we watch them that sort of thing all things that fans want to know fans want to know who they're cheering for and they want to know where they can cheer for their teams right and it's frustrating to as someone like me who i really really want to go to some of these games i live in ottawa you know td place is so much more accessible to me to get to as someone uh, from where I live compared to driving, like going all the way out to Canada to watch a Sens game. So it's, and I, so I want to go and watch women's hockey. I love watching women's hockey at an international level. And now I get to do it, you know, right, you know, in my city mm-hmm. at a professional level as well. And it's, it's just, you know, it sucks. <laughs> like, I'm like, I have no, I have no information. There's no information about tickets. There's no information about schedule. Yeah. All we know is a start, like not even a specific start date. We just know January, January, January. And like, it's annoying. It's frustrating, especially for those who don't live in cities where there are teams, but do want to still support a team. There's a, especially with the fact that there's no team names, there's no logos. There's no sense of brand identity outside of a color and a city, which if you don't live in that, 
in that city, it's hard for you to, you know, feel associated and build yeah. a sense of loyalty with a color. Mm. Right? Yeah, like it very much so. feels like the way everyone's gonna rap about it and like setting it all up and like the fact that we're getting like absolutely no information, it it feels very much like they're just setting it up for failure. Oh, absolutely. And, and which is like, so unfortunate. No, because it's like women's hockey is already like struggling and it's not getting the support that it needs. And it's like to have for them to take a league that had established teams with big fan bases, dedicated fan bases, to then just go, you know what, this isn't good enough for us. We're going to make a new league. We're going to fucking terminate all your contracts. Sorry. Bye. Have fun. Like, it's very much like making women's professional hockey even more like restricted and isolated than it was before and it's like it's really shit to watch because it's like there's nothing we can do and uh, it's just frustrating oh i you know absolutely like you you just want it like i it's not like if this was it's not even that people don't want women's hockey people are upset with this league because they want women's professional hockey to be done right and successful and have a chance to succeed and, you know, go on to potentially at one point match men's hockey. You know, we, it would be pretty awesome if we could have, you know, like a, a growing women's professional hockey league that has expansion teams and plays in multiple cities. And it has, is, has the fan base to be able to go play in Australia, go play in mm-hmm. Sweden and in international games, have outdoor classics. Like we want that for women's yeah. hockey because women's hockey is so fun and so exciting to watch. And for those who don't watch women's hockey because and have never watched the international, watch hockey at the international level, go do it. Next time there's a world cup, there's a rivalry series going on this uh, right now between us and Canada, where they're playing a couple of friendlies watch the games they're so fun to watch Mm. but yeah so there has been some reason like some information from the league as to why there hasn't been any logos or names and you know on the jerseys and any you know it seems very because the league players association made a promise to players when they shut down the pwa uh p uh PHF was it PHL um yeah, yeah. to have a league f- to make a ha- to have a league for this season for this 23 more so 24 because it's going to start in January 24 season mm-hmm. they made a promise and so they have to they feel they have a they have an obligation they feel like to fulfill this promise hence why the rush uh that's and why you know the timing was too tight for year one to get proper logos and team names because of the process that has to go along with it because you can't announce a logo can't announce a team name and then in two to three years decide it's not really working and take a step back from it and you know walk away from that brand identity and make a whole new one it's not going to work it doesn't work in sports we don't see it happen very often for a reason so, but it's it's frustrating from a fan perspective. I, I I understand the players are very, very excited to be playing professional hockey, and I am very excited for them. Mm-hmm. And I know it would be really, really hard for them to, um, you know, have to sit a season on the sidelines for those who aren't going to make national programs to not play any hockey for a year. But I think, 
you know, it could have been done right and you done it without steamrolling the leagues that have already been put in place. You know, for example, there was that deleted Minnesota tw- uh, tweet from the Minnesota team. I don't know if you saw that. It got deleted because it was a statement that was put out by the um, yes. the GM, the GM of uh, of the Minnesota team that essentially, you know, kind of stated and ignored all of the history of professional women's hockey that came before mm-hmm. the PWHL. And it essentially dismissed the fact that there has been professional women's hockey in Minnesota before. AKA, I don't know what's going on in that in that league in the comms department. It's really hard to find information. I was looking for internship internship positions essentially in like for those for this winter because I thought, oh, it'd be really great to work, you know, professional women's hockey as an internship, whatever, because there's a team there in Ottawa. It'd be great. I'm here in Ottawa. Like, why not? And it was so hard to find any information about job postings. There was a couple on like a third party that a lot of NHL teams used to post. And the league does as well to post all their job openings. And there was a couple and they were all full-time, like they were full-time positions. And it was like videographer, like social media coordinator, that sort of thing. Um, But there was nothing in terms of coaching. Like there was no coaching. There was, it was nothing. And even if you wanted to reach out to the league directly, like there wasn't, you couldn't reach out to the teams individually via email. You could only reach out to the league. And I was like, I'm not going to send my please hire me email to the, (laughs) to the, the, like the league's general inquiries email address. Like what? So it's it's just felt rushed. There's feels like there's a lack of information. And honestly, at this point, transparency is kind of key and what we want and yeah. what I hope to see from this league. So women's hockey now, because we can't have a fully positive episode, we have to go to a bit of a downer yeah. subject. We'll talk about Adam Johnson just because I feel like we're in such a unique place to have a little mm-hmm. bit more perspective on this because of just yeah. the fact that Marcy lives in the uk and goes to elite league games so yeah marcy take it away i'll let you lead this one yeah so um obviously everyone knows by now that adam johnson died because of injuries that he sustained during a game against the Sheffield steelers and what has been described as a freak accident because surprise surprise it was a fucking freak accident um unlike what a lot of people specifically balding white men on twitter the racist on twitter we can say it yeah if it yeah i've been like scrolling through a lot of tweets about it on twitter and it's just it's not nice to have to read because it's like what a lot of these people who are like, Matt Petgrave murdered him. It's like, no, he didn't. And what a lot of people like forget during this whole thing is the fact that someone died and that he like he had a life and a family. And all these people are like creating conspiracy theories about it. And it's like it what like if you unfortunately have seen the clip like there's no you can't say that he did it on purpose it was very clearly an accident and yeah he Matt Petgrave was arrested 
on the 14th of November. If I, yeah, if I've got that right. On the 14th of November, he was arrested on suspicion of manslaughter. I'm reading this from um, an article on The Athletic. Uh, he was arrested on suspicion of manslaughter, which a lot of people were freaking out about. And I think a lot of the freak out, like, yes, yeah, obviously it's horrific for him to have to go through all this when he's already dealing with an unimaginable amount of guilt over what happened. A lot of people were freaking out about it. But as someone who lives in the UK and has a semi-decent grasp on what happens with our legal system. Um, no more than I do, so... Yeah, I mean, I'm still, I'm not, I did A-level criminology, that's about as far as I go, but. Hey, yeah, basically, I watch true crime documentaries, so again, you know more <laughs> than I do. I'm, I, I, technically, I'm qualified, technically. Um, An A-level is still a qualification. It works. Um, but yeah, so basically, what happens in the UK is, like, when there is an investigation about a death, even if it's like manslaughter, like you get arrested so they can like interview you and ask you about it and just like whilst they're sorting it all out and they're going through like the whole process of like working out what happened, you get arrested and then released on bail. It's not, he's not been charged and it's very, very unlikely that he will get charged. But if if he does get charged with like the further investigation and the progression to like basically he would get charged with involuntary manslaughter which is the reckless act with no intention to kill which is basically being like he slipped and didn't keep his legs on his feet on the floor even though that is physically impossible in hockey and then that when he slipped his feet came up he skates cut Adam Johnson's neck that is the reckless act but obviously he didn't mean to kill that's what if he did get charged with anything is what it would most likely be um but I think the if he does actually get charged it'd be most likely just a suspended sentence so just can't slip fall and cut someone again I don't it's bullshit um but if but you can get put in into prison for up to 10 years if it's decided to be necessary which is not going to happen because it's not necessary it's just a really unfortunate accident um and I think one thing that as someone who lives in the UK, I can say with a lot of confidence is our legal system and the police are racist. And as with many places, there is a big problem with racism. And I think the fact that Matt Petgrave is black has been a massive part, like reason to why it's been so talked about because a lot of people in England are racist 
and it's really shit and it the court and like whatever happens with like the charge if it does if it is a more severe um like decision than we expected we all know why it, it racism it it's not fun it's not anything that we want to have to like yeah accept and obviously like it's it'd be like really shit for him obviously it'd be really shit for him oh absolutely um, it would be shit for every, anyone who would have to go through that yeah but then that if, if he does get charged for it that's going to open a massive conversation into oh like does that mean that when people fight in hockey does that mean you're gonna get arrested and charged with like aggravated assault like if yeah. you injure them like you can't take something that happened as a result of an accident that happened in ice hockey a spot where people essentially run around on fucking blades <laughs> well yeah like... into each other you can't take an accident that happens as a result of that and then charge someone with oh absolutely anything because it's but, like it's like uh, what when when do you stop oh when does yeah, it when, become silly well it's not even hockey in particular like you look at it in any sport yeah. like you know you know i know not every you know a hockey and soccer i'm gonna say soccer <laughs> but <laughs> for the because we don't have video for this uh, episode either marcy just visibly cringed when i called <laughs> when i said soccer <laughs> Uh, soccer is a huge thing in the UK, <laughs> and like, if a player gets hurt, can they like, and can the guy who hurt them like get charged with a crime? Like, mm-hmm. it's setting. It's you know, obviously, maybe the discussion would be di- different here in North America because different legal systems, of course. Yeah. But you then start to look back at the previous incidents that we've had with someone getting cut by a skate blade. Oh God, who? Um, it was someone on the Islanders, I think. Or was it Oilers? Oh, it was Evander Kane. There we go. Still red and blue. So it was Oilers. Evander Kane was cut on his wrist. Like, would that be, would, you know, would that be aggravated assault? Like, you, and that was fairly recently. And then, of course, we've had several other cases of that as well. We've had goaltenders that have, that's happened to. We've had other players. Like, it's not the first time this is something that has happened in a hockey game, but it is the first time where, obviously, with social media, and it happening in a place where hockey isn't a big of a deal. You have a lot of spotlight from people who are not familiar with the sport. Yeah. Throwing in their two cents. And a lot of times because of the fact that people are British people are racist. That's a generalization. That doesn't mean all British people. <laughs> that just UK in general is a still a very racist country. Yeah. Um, that you have people who are going to be racist because it was because it was a black man that's the massive reason of like why it's like snowballed so much because it's a it's it I, like ice hockey over here is a very small spot oh it's exactly. not it's, big yeah it's when it's been a lot of people who don't know hockey talking about hockey they're so going like, to be wrong even, like yeah with like they've never I've seen a game before they don't want yeah like oh, i've had conversations exactly. with like my family members and people who who don't watch hockey who have been like, oh, it, it looks intentional. And I'm like, yeah, it's I'm not, not being funny. But if I'm slipping over on ice, I'm not going to just keep, like, glue my feet to the ground. 
I'm gonna try I'm gonna like move my oh, feet around yeah. to try and rebalance and it's oh, like absolutely. even it's not hard to understand even if you're not on the ice like you still try to find your balance again which yeah exactly like that's what I want to like that's why I want to say this was something that happened you know North America Canada specifically it wouldn't have hit the levels of media sensational as like sensationalization that is it has happened because it happened in the UK like you wouldn't have the BBC reporting on this or maybe they would but it would be like a small little one paragraph article right you Mm. wouldn't have this turned in such a massive maybe you know we would still probably have you know all of the uh, now new regulations being put in place regarding neck protection across multiple leagues including the WHL and the elite league as well um Mm. but it was like it would not have come to this crazy global sense like like I had I'm in a discord server with people who do not like there's three of us in the server who watch sports and watch hockey and it is like that's not what the server is about it's like for to talk about books like it's so not to talk about Mm -hmm. hockey at all and I had someone who I'm sure probably has no familiarity with the sport sending in a message and already like in their like sending being like, Oh, just, you know, like this happened. Cause there's a channel about world events, like global events and news mm-hmm. being like, Oh, this happened and got information wrong in their message about describing it. And I was like, guys, this isn't what happened. And I had to sit there and explain to them that no, this was not done on purpose. No, you got the wrong league that implemented mandatory regulations and neck protection to be worn by players. Like, this is what it's like. Here's some other videos of something similar where no one got hurt, but the the person who flew whose legs flew up in the air moved the same way where you can tell it's not done on purpose. Like and you have mm. to sit there and you have to explain to people and you know, it's unfortunate that we had like it seems to have forgotten that a man died mm. in all of this conversation like like you have to also think about Adam Johnson and his family like what they must be going through seeing their, you know, their loved one's death turned into this huge, massive debate that really it shouldn't be turned into. It should be turned into a learning, a a tragedy, obviously. It should be turned as a way to remember a fantastic, what has been described by family members, former teammates and friends as a fantastic guy and a fantastic teammate Mm -hmm. and a very talented hockey player. And also we have to remember that like it also should be turned and as a way as a learning experience for hockey and as a warning and maybe and this because unf- this is unfortunately how safety regulations get yeah. made is by accidents happening and by people getting hurt or dying like that's that's just the way it works. Um, it's the same way like concussion protocol like it happens because people get hurt here like that's why there's concussion laws in Canada and sports because someone died after getting multiple concussions. And that's just, Mm -hmm. that's just how it happens. And that's unfortunate that that it's had to happen this way, but at least, you know, now the safety of the sport has increased. Yeah. Cause like I can, I've been to two elite league games since this happened. The first one, was it was the first, Manchester's first game back after it happened um and it was a very emotional night they had there was like a like a massive tribute to Adam Johnson before 
I don't think anyone wasn't crying because it's such a small spot. It's a small community. So like something like this obviously hits us very, very hard. Um, but it was a really nice first game back. And even then I noticed because both the games I've been to were, since it happened, were against Belfast. And I think a majority of, if not all Belfast players, I noticed were already wearing net guards, even the first game back. So it's like, it's already like been very well implemented in, obviously in some clubs better than others. But I know Belfast have been big on it and they've immediately gone, right, if you want it, wear it, please. Um, I think the last game I went to, all but one player was wearing a net guard. Um, so it's obviously now like people know what has happened. They now know like they probably should be wearing a net guard because it's not like obviously they've developed them to like not be thick, not be clunky, to not make it difficult to move. So it's a lot safer for them and a lot easier for them to wear it. And like I hope that like this like big movement of British hockey players wearing net guards does kind of transfer over to the NHL and to other big leagues because it's it's important to protect yourself. Yeah. And I think that if they can see that like almost an, like an entire league it, they're gonna be mandatory from the start of January. Like, if you can see that an entire league has mandated net guards and it's not affected how they're playing and it's not affected the game or anyone's experience, that more NHL players will start wearing them because I know... There oh, were a couple of Leafs in today, yeah, pra- today's practice Leafs. who wear them. It was Bertuzzi, Giordano, and Benoit. I have the tweet pulled up from Mark Masters. While you were talking, I was looking for that tweet. Yeah, it was a... Uh, <laughs> which, um, but, like... You have to think about how wild of a style guy Tyler Bertuzzi is. If you watch him, he is like jersey sleeves pulled up. He's got no knob. Like for him to wear a neck guard is a pretty big statement. And also think about the fact that 40 year old Mark Giordano, and you know, hockey players are probably the worst creatures of habit in the entire world. So a guy like Mark Giordano, who's so, you know, comfortable in his gear and the way that, you know, he, what he puts on to play a game of hockey for him to change his setup at year 40 is a huge statement to players of the league. And you see that as well. Like it's TJ Oshie on the caps as well, who has a company that makes these sort of, they're like turtlenecks, but they've got the neck guard built into like the turtleneck. So they're like a, like a little, little, you know, swanky, swanky turtleneck. If, which which I think look great. I love the look of, Turtleneck. I love how they look, and I'm like, I I'm not there all the time. I wear turtlenecks under my hockey jerseys all the time. Mm-hmm. So I think if players do it on the ice, I think it also looks just as good. Yeah. And obviously, you know, the more big names you have wearing it, the more you're gonna have younger. Like you also have to think about the fallback of this. Of like, if you have big name players at the top of the mm-hmm. league, at the top of the National Hockey League, wearing these neck guards, it's going to filter back down through hockey youth hockey as well because these kids 
growing up right now playing hockey are going to look up to the big stars, you know, maybe kids, you know, TJ Oshie fans. I'm trying to think of what other big, maybe a kid's a really big Mark Giordano fan. Who knows? As they should be. Someone out there who's a big Mark Giordano fan. (laughs) Who's not? (laughs) But I don't know if there's some kid in like North York or something who's, you know, shout out to that kid. Um, who's a big merchant, but who look up to these players and see, oh, look, they're wearing a neck guard. And if they don't like wearing, they're going to be more inclined to wear one. And I think, you know, we'll see that more and more as it's starting to become something that's mandatory in the junior, in the, the, uh, the junior levels of hockey. So in the CHL, a couple of leagues in there, I think WHL is one of them who've made it mandatory. And there's a couple yeah. of that strongly recommended them. Um, and I think we'll see that like, hockey players will get they'll get so used to them it's something that has to be worn at international tournaments i know like world juniors they have to wear them there as well mm-hmm. so i think it's like something that they're going to become more and more used to as they have to wear it through their hockey career that by the time they get to the nhl they're like why wouldn't i wear one now that you know yeah. if they if the nhl still doesn't implement a rule that they're mandatory it's going to be one of those things similar to helmets at warm-ups and it's going to be like the face shields the half shields the visors that it's going to be like a like players are probably going to be able to get grandfathered in um if the league decides to make that a rule that players have to wear neck guards there's going to be guys who are going to get grandfathered in because you can't like players are going to riot you that's just the way it works hockey players are weird but i think that's all you want to talk about on this right we've covered everything Mm, yeah i just want to add on a happier note Oh, you so, have a good story? I was looking for one and I couldn't find I have one. A good ending. You have a good news story because it's a little quick one. Okay, Marcy. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> a really quick it. one, but it's just something. We're going to have a segment where it's just Marcy comes with a good news story. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm going to save the day. Um, the Nottingham Panthers have retired the number 47, um, which is just obviously it's sad that it's. That's just how they're retiring it, but. It's. It's nice it's that that's nice to see that they are retiring it and it will be honored. They've, they've done so much. Like oh, the whole absolutely. league with it has been amazing. Like even outside um with where well, you, there. Yeah. There's a say. little there's a memorial for it oh, for him wow. out there. Um and it's like right outside where you're lining up to go in. So like everyone sees it. So it's like and they've got like books of condolence that you can write in. And That's really, really awesome. I know at Manchester when I went, um, they made little AJ forty seven pins, and they were selling them to like raise money. So I've got a big pin. That I know. I yeah, bought. both you and Cal have matching pins mm-hmm. as well, right? Okay. Yeah, we. Yeah. I think we got um Alex Aldo pins, and then when I went with my parents. They bought Shout out big... to Cal, by the way. Cal's going to listen to the whole episode. And it's gonna <laughs> like that right happens. at the end. We'll just yeah. drop it up. Like, yeah, Cal, there is a Cal mention at some point, but we're not going to say when. Well, I had Simon actually text. Oh, another Simon mention. He's going to text me about this again. But I had Simon <laughs> text me being like, oh, a Simon mention because we mentioned him uh, last. For those who don't know, because I feel like people don't know, Simon's my boyfriend. He's a big Nets fan. So you can probably see him maybe be a little bit of misery every so often. He uh, mm-hmm. will tweet something out that me and Marcy will somehow quote tweet with something that is least <laughs> yeah. related. <laughs> so, Always. Yeah. It's my favorite thing to do. Oh, it's so great. But yeah, shout out to Cal and Simon. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, so is that all? Is that all we got? Yep, I've got everything. All right, it was a longer episode than it was last week. I think we discussed a lot of awesome things, for sure. Uh, so we will be back next Monday. I think we're going to try and stick to the Monday, Thursday schedule, at least mm-hmm. now leading to Christmas. There may be some changes uh, just because we have lives. But thank you guys for listening to another one. Uh, you know, fun. follow on Twitter. Do it. We're hilarious over there. And we're also, oh, yeah. you know, live tweeting Leafs games all the time over there. Yeah, um, if you want to hear someone missing Justin Hall... A level that is just really worrying, like beyond what is considered healthy. Follow me. <laughs> yeah, I oh, yeah. About no. Go ahead. Uh, so Marcy's Twitter is at sixty leaves. Mine is at pairb one. You can also see those in the show notes as well as on uh, our show Twitter, uh, which is at from the fourth line. Uh, follow all three of those accounts. They're yeah, great. Um, you know. Uh, with without further yeah thank you thank you for listening we will see you next time enjoy your uh thanksgiving weekend to all of our american fans Mm -hmm. to all of our non-american fans happy thursday thank you all right goodbye bye